One night, under cover of darkness, two men slipped into their neighbor's apple orchard and stole a whole bunch of apples. And they did this hurriedly, of course, and wanting to be fair, because after all, there is honor among thieves, they decided to seek out a secluded place where they could sit down and divide up their loot. And the place they found was behind a stone wall that encircled the local cemetery. So they sat down there and they began to divide up the apple, saying, I'll take this one, I'll take that one, I'll take this one, I'll take that one. And so it happened that at the same time, a man was walking down the road next to the cemetery and heard these voices coming over the wall saying, I'll take this one, I'll take that one, I'll take this one, I'll take that one. So he began to run as fast as he could to the village, and when he got there breathless, he caught every person that he could, and he said, Judgment Day has come. The devil and the Lord are out in the cemetery dividing up the folks. Friends, there are Christians whose beliefs about human beings are based upon the assumption that from the beginning of time, the devil and the Lord have divided up the folks. That from the foundation of the earth, God has intended to leave some people out, has intended to exclude some, saying, I'll take this one, but not that one. Some Christians' worldview is based upon this, that God intends that some be included and others excluded, that some be saved and others condemned. But you know, it seems to me that Jesus says something entirely different. Jesus says, what farmer having a hundred sheep and one gets lost will leave the 99 behind in the wilderness and go look for the one that is lost, look everywhere until he finds it. And what woman having 10 silver coins, if she drops one through the floorboards, will not light a lamp and sweep the floor and look everywhere she can until she finds it. Now, my colleague Bill Crouch rightly says that this text is so familiar to us, it's one of those we've heard so many times that we may fail to really take in what it means when we hear it, because it's just so easy to listen to these two parables and find ourselves nodding our heads. A hundred sheep, one is lost. I would go out and look for it until I find it, of course, leaving the other 99 behind. Yes, yes, of course I would do that. If I had 10 silver coins and I dropped one, well, I would do everything. I would tear up the carpet. I would get out a flashlight. I would do everything I had to do to find that one that is lost. But really, friends? Really? Because I have to tell you that that might not be my first inclination. Statistically speaking, the numbers that we're talking about are pretty good. 99 out of 100, 9 out of 10, a lot of us would be satisfied with that. My husband, for example, well, he, he played baseball into college, and he tells me that if a batter got a hit once out of every three times at bat, he'd make the all-star team, he'd be more than satisfied. Or if a student got 99 out of 100 on a test, they get an A+. You would think they'd be very satisfied with that. Well, friends, I, we might be satisfied with 9 out of 10, 99 out of 100. 
but not our God. Jesus says, there's 99 sheep in the fold and one is lost, God's gonna go looking. You've got nine coins in hand and one has fallen underneath the carpet, God's gonna go get the flashlight. You see, friends, we might be satisfied with those statistics. We might be satisfied to leave one out, but our God will never be satisfied as long as anyone is excluded. We are called as the church to be as proactively inclusive as God is. And Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. had a name for this. He called it the beloved community. Dr. King said that in the beloved community, everyone has a place. Everyone is wanted. Everyone is invited. Everyone is appreciated. And everyone is bound by agape love. Dr. King said there are three kinds of love, you know. There's eros, which is romantic love. And then there's philia, which is the love between friends. And then there is agape, which is overflowing, redeeming goodwill the kind of love that God has for human beings. Dr. King says that agape love does not begin with discriminating between who is worthy and who is unworthy, but instead begins by loving people for their sakes. Agape love creates and preserves community, the beloved community. No one left out. That's what the church is called to be, the beloved community like that. But friends, I, I know, I'm, I'm fully aware that in today's world, it seems more than ever, there are deep divisions between Christians regarding what church is really all about, what we're supposed to be doing together as the body of Christ. There are some Christians, for example, who see the church as the place where you get self-help tips. Uh, In former churches, I've actually had people say things to me like, well, if you are not going to preach a sermon series on how to be a better you, I'm not going to attend there. I'm not going to be part of church because otherwise it's just, you know, it's irrelevant to me. As if Christianity is a self-improvement program. There are others who see the church as a place to consume spiritual goods and services. And there are still others who see the church as a fortress, a place to retreat from the world. Now those are very different ideas, but there is a thread of commonality that runs through them. Not a single one of them has anything to do with community. Instead, there seems to be a sort of turning inward, you know, sort of a, a, an obsession with self there to such an extent that it might be characterized as exclusivity. And friends, I can't find anywhere in the Gospels where Jesus talks about the body, talks about the church that way. Now, when church becomes all about me and what it can do for me, well, then... It might be a coffee bar or a club or an entertainment venue or a place where scouts and rotary meet, but it's not church. 
when we are no longer interested in searching for those who are still out there and including them, we are no longer the church. Friends, we are called to be as proactively inclusive as God is. The beloved community, that's church.